0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. But Mark Stein has joined us. It's been a while since we've spoken, certainly before the new year. Mark Stein, the international bestselling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Mark, happy new year to you, my friend.
1: Hey, happy, happy new year. <laughs> well, what is it? It's a you, you said it's uh, the official start of the it's not a holiday then in Ontario. It's not the first Hogmanay after yesterday's (laughs) Hogmanay, or whatever holiday that is. Somebody somewhere. uh, (laughs) It's it's not whatever... whatever it is uh, simcoe day or any any uh, colonel by day or any of that
0: <laughs> no as a matter of fact those are in the summer uh, but <laughs> it's a good try he's just throwing things at the wall hoping something will stick but uh, no we're right. we're back at work i mean uh, toiling arduously here in the vineyard so to speak
1: oh impressive, uh,
0: impressive. yes <laughs> <laughs> we're drawers of water and hooers of wood
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling exhausted already. Uh, right.
0: Two days in, huh? We have yeah. that effect. Well, that's a good start. Uh, anything you wanted to say about 2019 going forward? Because I'm always interested in uh, predictions and prognostications, insofar as where uh, you know, if past is prologue, what do we anticipate? Is Trump going to get his border wall, for example?
1: Uh, Well, I would like to think so. Um, But to be honest, you know, basically not a he's asking for five, as he said today, he's asking for less money than the United States government spends in Afghanistan every month. And nobody wants to give it to him because it's not it's basically it's not about money. They don't want him to have the wall uh, because they don't want the people who voted uh, for him to have the wall, to be rewarded for voting outside the bounds of what is politically possible. It's like uh, 2019 is the year in which the so-called elites teach the masses that you're not allowed to step out of line. So you can vote for Brexit, but you'll get a fake Brexit. Uh, you can you can vote for the wall. Uh, And you might get one of these artistic slats or whatever they're called for a quarter of a mile. But then, but you're not going to get what you voted for.
0: Or Nancy Pelosi's uh, beaded curtain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm in favor of that, actually. A 2,000 and I credit where it's due. I like people to think outside the box. A 2,000 mile beaded curtain along the Rio Grande, I would be in favor of. Because if you ever see a movie, Uh, in which there's a beaded curtain in a room. It's extremely creepy because you know there's someone behind the beaded curtain. I think, uh, was that Roger Moore as 007 in The Spy Who Loved Me? Mm. I think he went into a room in Egypt and there was a beaded curtain in there and someone was behind the beaded curtain. So you know it's a 2,000-mile beaded curtain. Uh, along, In fact, let's have one on the 49th parallel as well. It would like uh, that would perk up the neighborhood, too.
0: Sure. or Sydney Green Street standing behind it, and uh, who knows what will ensue. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. right. that's in the sequel, right. <laughs> right. Or a velvet rope with a bouncer, and you can come into Canada and
1: make it rain. <laughs> yeah, now that actually... <laughs> That actually seems to work, the velvet rope. I don't don't know why. Actually, I went uh, to a zoo in uh, Perth in Western Australia, and they had like a velvet rope line with the kangaroos on the other side and all the dangerous marsupials. And somehow the kangaroo knows not to cross the velvet rope line, so maybe that would work too. I was going to
0: say, you know, or it's the same attitude they had at Regine's, the disco in New York back in the 70s, or maybe Studio 54. You just back up everybody waiting to get in nobody's actually inside the country but it looks more popular than it should be
1: no, because I think there's. I think actually Margaret Trudeau and Liza Minnelli and a couple of the Rolling Stones did get into Studio 54. So if that's the uh, if that's the criteria for admission, we may want to rethink this plan
0: again with Mark Stein, uh, host of the Mark Stein Show. There was a story in a Globe and Mail on the weekend about uh, this cleric, a Canadian Archbishop from Columbia originally, but he's now a citizen, and he's gone down to uh, Tijuana, telling the folks that uh, it looks like Canada may want to airlift some of these migrants into our country uh, he, he issues the caveat that it's not set in policy yet uh, but he's pretty optimistic that might come to pass what do you make of that? So so the,
1: <laughs> the United States of America is now going to be the world's biggest waiting room <laughs> for, for, for Canada uh, yeah okay look here's the reality uh, they reckon by about uh, I think this was 2025 I saw this story the other day about 30% of all productive work in uh, in the economy is going to be done by either robots or machines driven by artificial intelligence. Nobody needs mass immigration in uh, the 21st century. So it's silly. These people aren't, you know, lots of of countries aren't as good as one another. We've seen that like with the so-called Syrian refugees, they get to Hungary. They don't want to stay in Hungary because the welfare isn't as lavish as Sweden. So they go through a, a dozen countries to get from Hungary to Sweden. Uh, tough. If you're a refugee from Syria, there's Jordan. If the, you're a refugee from Honduras, there's Guatemala. If you're a refugee from Guatemala, there's Honduras. These, this whole thing is fake and is unneeded. By uh, Immigration is supposed to work in the interests of the people who are already here. That's the beginning and end of it.
0: Again with Mark Stein on matters that uh, we're looking forward to 2019. You know, I had to laugh because uh, when we talk about you know where Trump finds himself, I guess in this legal jeopardy with the Mueller witch hunt, it was actually witches who took exception to this term, didn't they?
1: Yes. <laughs> the members of the witch community, the the uh, the Wiccan the Wiccan American community or whatever, whatever they call, it, they're objecting to this because they. They say he's like uh, culturally appropriating the pain of their people uh, because witch hunts—they uh, used to put them on the ducking stool. They would have witch finder generals all the way. I wonder. I actually, what interests me is that when you see all these people complaining about it, a lot of them are male witches who used to be called warlocks, mm. but nobody, nobody says the word warlock anymore. <laughs> the entire warlock community appears to have transitioned into witches. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't even. I don't even get, (laughs) I don't even, I don't even understand the identity groups who are complaining they're being disrespected anymore. I'd like to meet a member of the warlock American community who's complaining because Trump is saying this whole Mueller thing is a warlock hunt. But you never get that. Maybe it'll turn up by mid-February or something. Well, they uh, they
0: have every right to self-identify, as you know. So uh, a witch one day, a warlock another. Hey, still with the idea of pronouns and things, you know this whole story surrounding Lindsay Shepard at uh, playing the Peterson video there between... uh, uh, This has now become uh, even a little more complex because... The professors uh, there who were outed on this YouTube video that she had the uh, presence of mind to tape, or uh, rather the tape, uh, they're suing her. It's a countersuit, a a claim against her. I guess she's got a $3.6 million suit against uh, the university and the administrators there. What do you make of that? I mean, this is where uh, campus free speech is drawn into question. I know you've been uh, a big proponent of... Uh, you know, fighting that good fight. And even the Ford government has decided as of Jan 1, that would be yesterday, any university or college here, and this includes student groups who stifle free speech, will lose public funding. I believe you said in past that you're very much in favor
1: of this. Abs- absolutely. I don't th- see why Canadian taxpayers have to pay for social engineering preposterous social engineering so that uh, you can't read a poem by Kipling in a university class because it'll trigger a bunch of people. Well, you can have an institution like that, but you can pay for it yourself. There's no reason for taxpayers to pay for anything that stupid. On these lawsuits, these two professors, if you listen to that tape, they were serious about destroying Lindsay Shepherd's life Uh And they would have succeeded in destroying it had she not managed to take uh, the precaution of tape recording it. Uh, They're not going to get anywhere with this suit, and they shouldn't get anywhere with this suit. They shouldn't actually be in academia. Wilfrid Laurier University, nobody had heard of it, which is good. Because that's the kind of university you want checking into the witness protection plan. They should have a reconstructive surgery uh, and be relocated to the other side of the planet. They destroyed their own reputation because the ugly truth of all this so-called, you know, we talk about triggering, snowflaking, social justice. Listen to these two guys uh, talking to Lindsay Shepard. Uh, who's a third of their age or whatever it is, and they're actively trying to destroy her, and now they're claiming they're somehow the victims of her. I I hate defamation suits anyway. I I believe in the return of dueling. We were better people when we had dueling than when we had libel and defamation. And if anybody uh, ought uh, ought, uh, not to be taking advantage of the uh, libel laws... Uh, and suing for defamation, it's uh, these guys.
0: All right. So, pistols at dawn is what you prefer. You're a big fan of Hamilton on Broadway, I guess.
1: No, I'm not a big. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Hamilton. I am a big fan of pistols at dawn. It's a more honourable. It's a more honourable society. I would rather these guys slapped velvet, and that goes for Jordan Peterson too. I would rather Jordan Peterson slapped a velvet glove. Uh, on these guys and said, Sir, I demand satisfaction. That's, <laughs> actually, a, that's actually a more honourable society.
0: By the way, I've got to ask you, because as we're looking forward to the rest of 2019, we're only two days in, so the wheels haven't come off just yet. Uh, What do you foresee in terms of uh, this great confederation of ours? Some people are talking about Alberta and uh, in practical terms of maybe uh, doing a Brexit of their own. You know, uh, if Quebec could threaten that back in 1980 and 95, do you think there's any merit to that idea out West?
1: Well, the the Quebec thing's always been a phony because it's been uh, sort of shaped. They're the world's least effective secession movement, and there's a reason <laughs> for that because they're not seriously trying to secede. Otherwise, they'd have done so. I mean, everywhere in the world that wants to be independent now is independent. You know, Slovenia, Slovakia, they've all they've all broken up, and uh, big countries cannot hold together if they're over-centralized. Uh, the rationale for Canada being over-centralized was always that it was next to this huge uh, giant, the, uh, the mouse in bed with the elephant in, in the Trudeau line. I don't think that holds anymore. And I think if you've got, if, if you've got central government with crazy policies that are actively destroying your economy – I mean, I mentioned Slovenia. I mean, uh, Slovakia. You take half these crazy stands, Azerbaijan, the jam that thinks it's a, the stand that thinks it's a Jan. All these <laughs> countries. Alberta can certainly be an independent country if those places can be independent. Yeah. And the, so the question is, what is there to bind it? To Central Canada, to Ontario and Quebec? And that's an interesting question.
0: Well, it's uh, one we'll have to pursue at another date and time, and uh, we'll see if that actually starts to gain currency because the folks out West feel like uh, Central Canada has turned its back on Mm. their interests and and their well being. Well, and so uh, out of this, resistance movements are born, aren't they?
1: Yes, speaking of which. <laughs> Vive l'Albert Libre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually work that well in Wild Rose Country, no. but, uh, but the accent's convincing. And, and by the way, I know you're in New Hampshire, so you can <laughs> probably hardly wait because uh, the next presidential election is about to start, and Elizabeth Warren is slated to come into your midst, isn't she?
1: Yeah, they're all, actually, they're all already, uh, you know, infesting the diners <laughs> and the feed stores now. That's all I got. I'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things to like about America. But my God, uh, do you remember the, the Stephen Harper's brilliant idea? He was going to take a six-week national election campaign and extend it to 12 weeks. And every Canadian rightly said, oh, man, this is way too long. That's the one thing the parliamentary systems get right. Six weeks is all you need. These two-year campaigns, my God. Well.
0: <sighs> There you go. Well, you have to endure, but you're at ground zero, so uh, it won't be—you know—won't have to leave your front porch. Let them yeah, come. you. no, no, to no. You.
1: Look, if you, if you, if there's a, an obscure presidential candidate, you know, he's polling at point oh 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 three percent. Do you know this guy? I think he's Julian Castro. Uh, I thought he was like the third, ca- the third Castro. It was Fidel, Raul, and Julian, the dictators whose name you couldn't quote. But he turns out to be former health, of uh, housing, urban development. If you want an, ex- he's polling at about point oh 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 three percent. I could get you an exclusive uh, interview with him, John. He's like sitting at the county fair right now, waiting for it to open in July. You can have. It. I'll get him for you. I can do that. I can make that happen.
0: But that's right. The expat vote. My. By the way, you know, Justin Trudeau has just announced he's going to extend the vote to expats. Even if you're out of the country 20 years, if you hold a Canadian passport or whatever, uh, you're allowed to vote in the upcoming election. Does that make yeah, sense I, to
1: you? Yeah, because all those Hollywood celebrities won't have to move back to Canada. <laughs> now. <laughs> They'll be... Uh There'll be all those, half the Order of Canada is actually resident in Malibu. It'll That'll work great for them. All, you know, the Dan and Aykroyds and all that crowds. The Donald yeah, Sutherland we, vote. Yeah, He's recruiting yeah.
0: that one. Yeah, the,
1: Donald Sutherland will get his vote back, poor fellow.
0: Neil Young gets to exercise his franchise.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, whoa, 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 steady.
0: <laughs> all right. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Again, Happy New Year. Look forward to talking again before too long.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks a lot,
0: Joe. There you go. Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.